0: We ask that you try to help us out you can help us out in two different ways first you can give us a rating in the app store that you use secondly share this podcast with a family member a friend or a colleague this really does help us to get these messages into the hands of the people who can really benefit from them all right without further ado here's senior pastor dan willis good morning everyone and uh, good morning to our, our Mecca campus, and those of you listening in on 97.3, and those of you at home on Facebook Live, uh, on our website, and on our uh, Free Life Community Church app. And, and thank you for being here today, first of all, because I know there are other things you could be doing, other places you could go, and you still can do that. But I'm grateful that you chose to begin the day at Free Life Community Church Amen. with us. And, and isn't it great to be in fellowship with God's people? Amen. It always is. And, and so, um, for those of you who are, are new, I'm Pastor Dan, I'm the senior pastor here at Free Life Community Church. We have an amazing uh, group of pastors on staff, uh, and, and we just have a great church. We really do. I brag on them probably more than I should, uh, but, but this, is, this is an amazing church. I'm grateful to be here with these people. I've been here 20 years now, and uh, uh, I don't have any plans to go anywhere. And uh, that's because God has blessed us so much. Uh, here at Free Life and uh, had a name change, you know, in there a few years ago and, um, and made some, you know, changes in the sanctuary. We've, we've remodeled and you know, a little more modernization of some things and uh, our fellowship hall, our gymnasium next door. And, and, of course, the way we do services are different. And, but you know what's never changed is the spirit. Uh, the spirit that I, when I walked in this, this front door, you know, in July 20 years ago, uh, the spirit is the same. And that's because the person that founded this church, uh, Reverend E.W. Wright, uh, had a vision uh, that God would reside here. Amen. And, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm the longest tenure pastor this church has ever had. Uh, and, and the reason is because God has allowed me to stay here. He's put Amen. me here. And, and it has always been my hope that we would continue uh, to draw people with the truth and the truth yes. alone. Yeah. That's, that's my mantra. Uh, you know, we could gimmick the snot out of you. We could do a lot of different things. We could do things, you know, that draw people. uh, But here's what I'll never do, and that's tickle your ears. Mm -hmm. If you come to Free Life Community Church, I will tell you this is what the Word of God says. This is what it means, and this is what we should be doing with it. Uh, Now, some people don't want to hear that, you know. But I'll tell you what, friends, in these last days, we're going to need it. We're going to need every ounce of truth we can get. And as I began to think about that, uh, I came across a passage. That I really didn't know what I was going to do uh, for this, this Easter. I didn't know what message I would have. And, you know, and I'm, I'm one of those pastors that, you know, I, I, you never know what you're going to get with me neither. And, I, and that's because I don't know sometimes. And I don't want to do the traditional Easter message. I really don't. Uh, in fact, I haven't done a traditional Easter message for quite a while. I try to bring things that you'll chew on for a while. And you'll go out here thinking, wow, okay, I better think about that some. Because really, what does the traditional thing do for you if you already know it? You need you need to do more. And in this this message is called uh, As Secure As You Can. And, and it comes from the passage uh, of Matthew 27. If you want to turn there, you certainly may. Uh, I'm going to read out of the New Revised Standard today because I like the way it is written. And a lot of times you'll find a New Revised Standard version in the hands of a, of a theological student. Most likely, it'll be a New American Standard or an Eagle Standard version, but most everybody today uses um, uh, NIV. Some are still using King James or New King James. That's fine. Uh, but you know, you know my thing is I don't, I don't care what Bible we have as long as you'll read it, right? right? So that's because they're all accurate. None of them are inaccurate. Uh, that, that's good. But some of them are a little more accurate in some things. And the New Revised here, although I don't consider it to be the most accurate version we have, uh, I like the way... Uh, It's listed out here. So if you scroll down in chapter 27 to verse 62, I'm going to go through uh, chapter 28, verse 15, and listen to uh, what transpires here. It says, The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and, and said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise again. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead. And the last deception would be worse than the first. Now, did you hear that? Amen. And Pilate said to them, well, you have a guard of soldiers, so go and make it as secure as you can. Some versions say as secure as you know how. Okay. And so they went with the guard, and they made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. And after the Sabbath, at the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guard shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. And then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed, he is going ahead of you into Galilee, and there you will see him. This is my message for you. And so they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And while they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. And after the priests had assembled with the elders, they devised a plan to give a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You must say, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. And so they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story, friends, hear this, is still told among the Jews to this day. So, you know, I'm an investigator. (laughs) And so I, you know, I know that there's always more than one side to every story. Anybody in here know that I'm probably right about that? There's always more... That meets the eye Amen. and so the resurrection of Jesus here to me is the badge of authority for the Christian faith Amen. because on Golgotha on Calvary he suffered and he died why for the sins of all humanity now there were three crosses on that Good Friday Amen. agreed but what gave validity to the life and the words of the man on the middle cross. Clearly, it's the resurrection, right? Clearly, it is. Because when he rose from the grave, the world had to acknowledge that all of his formal former words and actions were absolutely true. And, of course, Jesus' resurrection didn't happen, you know, without the resistance uh, from his enemies and those who were against righteousness. And I believe that still happens today. They remembered that Jesus had said he would rise from the dead. They remembered before it even occurred. And so, of course, they sealed his tomb. It's sad to note for me, however, that his disciples did not remember his words until after the resurrection. That's interesting. But with the absolute nightmare befalling them, if he were to rise from the dead, that would put the religious leaders in a hurt locker, wouldn't it? If That, that would be the most awful thing that they could even imagine the worst thing that could ever take place would be the resurrection of Christ. And so they proceeded to try to prevent any incident that might lead people to believe that the resurrection actually occurred. And so I began to think about that some, and and all these thoughts started hitting my mind. And I thought, okay, I've got to address these things. They're not lengthy, but I've got to address them. Because if I don't, there might be some things we'll miss. I want to call your attention to the different people and the different things that they tried to do. And how things kind of transpired. And, and the first thing I want to call your attention to is did you notice the attempts to prevent his resurrection? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, right? right? There were people all around Jesus from the very beginning mm-hmm. who struggled against eternal truth. Mm-hmm. Friends, we're fighting the same struggle today. Amen. People struggle with truth even today. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, come on. That's right. Now, I know that it's a little darker than here than usual, but you can't be falling asleep here. Okay. People today struggle with truth. And, you know, I know people that don't even want the truth. They would rather be lied to because they're more comfortable there. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I, I personally can't do it. you know. And so uh, there's a common misconception. Uh, when a law enforcement officer in Indiana asks you for your name, you have to give it to him. And people will say, no, I don't. Y- yeah, yeah, you <laughs> do. Absolutely you do. Now, you don't necessarily have to give your, ID, your identification to them. But if an officer asked for your ID, I'd give it if I were you. Just saying. And the reason is because people want to be deceptive about about who they are. Mm -hmm. You understand? And there's reasons for that. Okay? There's reasons for that. But Jesus made no deception about who he was. Mm -hmm. The problem with it is nobody believed him. Mm -hmm. Now, I've heard people talk before, and people say, Well, I've done this, and I've done that. And after a while, the person that's talking the loudest in the middle of the crowd probably is not really telling the truth. Here, notice that? Yeah. The guy that's the loudest. You know, and what's called attention to himself probably isn't telling the truth. And and when you interview everybody else around an incident, you find different stories. Mm -hmm. But here, there were people struggling against what Jesus was saying. And he backed it up over and again. And these people were truly convinced that the Lord was a fake and a deceiver. I mean, they really thought that. And the disciples, they thought, well, they were just smoke and mirror type of people who were putting together this mad scheme to try to make the resurrection appear to be real when everybody knows you don't come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another thing, friends. You know, I've done a lot in my life, so don't, okay. And, but my congregation knows that I worked in a funeral home for a long time, too. And, and I'm telling you, they don't, they, they don't get up, friends. Right. They don't. That's right. That's right. They don't. don't. And I tell this story a lot because, because it happened. When I was, I don't know how old I was, but I took my son Frank, and he's a lot bigger now than he was back then. Uh, but he was about this high, and uh, we we were going to go out of town. And so uh, Friday night, I told my wife, well, I'm going to run over to the funeral home, and I'm going to grab my paycheck, uh, and then uh, I'll cash it Saturday morning. We can go. It's okay. And so I took Frank, and off we went. And uh, we went into the funeral home back door, and uh, uh, I I was I had pulled the door that went out into the chapel and kind of closed it because the bulletin board was behind that. I took my check off. It was near the, 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 the what we call the prep room and the bombing room. And, uh, and, I, and I, was, I was looking at my check to make sure everything was right, and all of a sudden I realized I'd lost a child. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever lost a kid in a funeral home, uh, but that can be interesting. And so I, walk, I walked out into, into the, the hall area, and I, I knew we had a body there because there was a light on in the chapel. And so I went down the hallway, and all I saw were the feet of this little boy. As he had opened one door, and he, was look, and he was in the chapel, and all of a sudden, and, and he start, he's talking. And I'm thinking, well, that's a little strange, you know, because I'm the only one in there, as far as I know, alive. And so, so uh, I I went in there, and 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 here he is. There there's a guy in a ca- and he's talking to the guy in the casket. And he goes, hey. And of course, and of course, and of course, what did I do? I'm, I'm looking to see what what the answer is going to be, <laughs> you know. And then he goes, hey. And all of a sudden he goes, woo! And uh, he said, uh, is he going to get up? And I said, no, and if he does, I will beat you to the door. (laughs) Because, see, this doesn't happen, you know. It doesn't happen. And so they knew that just like you know it, okay? Listen, right? I mean, mean, there may be this doubt in the back of your mind sometimes, but I'm telling you, no, okay? And so these guys thought, you know, it ain't going to happen, but what if... These guys are are slick, mm-hmm. and they they do something, you know, that makes it look like he did. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they thought. Mm-hmm. And so they took it upon themselves to try to prevent any kind of event that would make the people think that Christ was raised from the dead. All right, now. The and then you have these religious leaders. Uh, I call them the the ignorant and the hate and the hated. Mm-hmm. The, these guys hated Christ. I mean, they literally hated him. And so they came to Pilate out of hatred and complete ignorance, not knowing who he was. Mm-hmm. And not only, and here's the thing that gets me: didn't the Bible that they had up to that point, the Old Testament, tell them that he was coming? Right, right, right. right. So why didn't they believe he it was him? Because mm-hmm. he didn't do it the way they wanted him to. That's why. That's right. And sometimes we won't let Jesus be our Savior because He won't do it the way we want Him to. You ever notice that? Yeah. That's the sermon for. Yeah. yeah, probably. <laughs> But here's the deal, okay? So they wanted more than anything, you know, to destroy Jesus. I mean, they, they, that's all they thought about. And they, have you ever known somebody that's so obsessed mm-hmm. with doing something you can't reason with them, right? right? right. That was these guys. They, they, could, they didn't even care about the cost. When you don't care about the cost, it's a big deal. And so they didn't. And so they just simply hated him. And so now that he had been killed, yep. you know, they were going to see that his death and his defeat, according to them, would remain a reality. There's no way he will come out of that grave. Amen? And so they approached the cowardly Pilate, knowing that they could manipulate him. And of course, we come to him now. And 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 what I see about Pilate is sadness. <laughs> you know, Amen. this guy was so complacent. He didn't want to be where he was anyway. Amen. That was this was a bad assignment for him. You know, governor of this of the, of the most the most vile place on earth, man. Okay? And if he fails here, he's done. Okay? And we, that happened, you know. But either way, so he had seen and heard enough about this Jesus, okay? He really had. And he didn't want any rumors circulating about a resurrection. And so he gave the chief priests and Pharisees the detachment of soldiers. And he agreed in their efforts, you know, to secure the tomb. And so he issues what I think is the weakest statement of encouragement the world has ever known. He says, so go and make the tomb as secure as you can. <laughs> well, it seems to me there might be some doubt there. Anybody think there's some doubt in his mind here? Because, because, he knew what Jesus had done. He'd, know, he'd, he'd heard the rumors of things that Jesus had, had completed. And so he thought, look here. If this guy can get this guy Lazarus up out of a grave, my goodness. Right? What's going to hold him there? And so there's a little doubt there, I think. So go make it as secure as you can. And so they do. And I think, what a scene of futility. Here's these mere men, right, trying to secure a tomb that God himself had declared was going to be opened. <laughs> right? Uh, I've I, I fought against God a time or two. It I didn't fare well. Anybody? Didn't fare well. Yeah. And then you have these soldiers in this blind obedience, you know. Uh, and any soldiers, sailors and Marines in here? Yeah more than that you guys come on look here you obey orders yes. you obey orders and i'm going to tell you something when my marines didn't obey orders they would come to see the captain pretty quick okay and uh when i was enlisted marine i knew the consequences when i didn't follow orders. so you and did you always agree with your commanders no but you did it right because the consequences okay and so here's these soldiers they acted with this regimented obedience, you know, as they moved to carry out Pilate's command. I mean, you disobey the governor, he's your commander, uh, 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 he could have you killed like that. And, and he had some of them. And so they went to the gravesite and they made sure that the stone was sufficiently placed at the tomb's entrance. And then they sealed the tomb, which would make it, I dare say, a trespass against the Roman government if you were to break that. That would be bad. Okay? And so, to make certain the order was enforced, the old the soldiers not only sealed it, but they stood guard outside of it. Okay? So, these were all attempts to prevent the resurrection. Right? Amen. Then, we find that there were attempts to deny it after it already happened. I mean, they couldn't stop it, so when it happens, now they're going to attempt to deny it ever happened in the first place. People are good at that, you know. Uh, we live in a world of denial today. Anybody believe me? Live in a world of denial. Can't tell you how many times people come to me for counseling or we'll talk about something spiritual and I have a little education here. Okay? And some other things too. And, 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 and it really gets me when younger people who have no education but they have opinions argue with you. And and they'll I'll I'll make a statement or they'll make a statement and I'll and I'll be able to show it to them and they'll say, oh, I don't believe that. Yeah. It's right there. But I don't believe that. Why not? Because I've always believed something else. Well, good for you. <laughs> but that's denial. Okay? We live in denial. We don't want to admit it, but we do. And let's face it, we've all done it. In time or two. And so we find here that the soldiers' attempts to deny the resurrection are futile. They, they can't deny it. They know what's happened. You know they know. And so Jesus arose from the tomb, and he did so eternally victorious. You and I both know it. We celebrate today because he did. It's been going on now for quite a few years Amen. through an awful lot of generations, and it's never been disproven. And you know why? Because it can't be. We're not going to come up with any science that says, oh, well. And if we do, it's going to be false. Amen. Okay? Okay science would have proven long ago if it could have but it can't so here we go so in fact his prophecy was completely fulfilled the soldiers appointed to guard the tomb ended up admitting and then being amazed by his resurrection in Matthew 28 okay then we have these conniving religious leaders got to talk about these guys again because all these attempts to prevent Jesus, from resurrecting in the first place, have now failed. And you know they're getting together. They're going, what are we going to do about this guy? What in the world are we going to do? Well, somebody better come up with something. Because this, this isn't going to be good for us if, if they don't, right? Can you see the, the meeting? Huh? Amen. And so they concoct this second scheme in order to try to cover up what these Christians claimed was fact. And so these religious leaders start conniving again, and so they use money—get this—to try to uh, combat God. Well, you, you, your money doesn't mean anything, to God. Amen. Okay, nobody's money means anything, to God. So, but that's what they use. And to me, it's unbelievable. But that's what they do. And so they make a plan that make the soldiers the fall guys. Did you notice that? Okay. And so they pay the soldiers to claim that they fell asleep, and then while they were asleep. You know, well, the disciples came and stole his body. Friends, let me catch a Marine sleeping on guard. Oh no. Now I know how it is in the Army, but I bet it's about the same. Yes. Am I right? It is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, and I know it's that way aboard ship with sailors, too, because Marines guard ships, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something, friends. You, you, you don't do that. And if you did, you wouldn't admit it. <laughs> right? I want to sleep. I want to sleep. <laughs> Come on. But that's what they paid these guys to say. So it's going to destroy their reputation with all the rest of the soldiers. If not, get them killed for punishment, you see. So they made a deal with them. Let's talk about them. Money was the promise and protection from punishment. And so they say, here, you take the money, and that'll help your reputation a little bit, and we'll get you transferred somewhere else. And they did. Okay, we know that from history. And... And you're not going to get in trouble because the governor squawks will tell him, you know, we'll take care. Of it. We'll smooth it over for you. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the soldiers thought that these Jews could do that. And that's exactly what happened. Amen. And so they persuade the soldiers to go along with this sinful ploy. It's just another day's work with a little extra pay for the soldiers. So what if their character was compromised? Did not the money justify their actions? I think some people would do that today. Bridget. So why wouldn't it happen back then? It did. They could live with that. Right? And so the leaders promised them a transfer, and, and of course, they went along with it. Mm-hmm. And then you have Pilate, the puppet politician. All right now, All he, he, He's a puppet po- I feel sorry for the guy. I really do. Because I, I see in him, as I've done extensive research on him, I, I see in him that he wants to believe so badly. Mm-hmm. But he, he, mm-hmm. he, he, his whole life mm-hmm. of seeing reality of life, he, he, he can't. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of pilots in the world today there are people that will buy into other things but they want to believe in the truth so badly but what they think they know won't let them that's him and Pilate you know was in the back pockets of the religious leaders now of course they didn't have any pockets in their tunics, you know but you know what I mean and what's more they knew it and so after all they were the ones who encouraged him to secure the tomb in the first place so why should he become overly concerned at this new turn of events? Well, so he doesn't. Amen. He could easily be persuaded, and he was. Preach. Any other time, if soldiers had fallen asleep on duty, mm-hmm. they, they'd never got. They'd never escaped. Mm-hmm. But this time, he huh, lets them go. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> money and riches to him were worth giving these idiotic jews what they wanted because that's how he saw them All right, yeah. and they made him rich you know now he didn't get to take it taken with him did he nope. but i guess he got to enjoy it in the cesspool of where he lived <laughs> i guess i guess it brings new meaning to uh, you 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 may not live in a nice area but you're gonna have the nicest house on the block All right. that's kind of where pilate lived you know and then you have these attempts to not not only uh, uh, make it sound like it didn't happen, but to obscure it. Because now they can't deny it. Mm -hmm. Too many things are happening, and they can't really deny it, so I'll obscure it. I'll taint it. I'll I'll try to hide it. I'll make it look, you know, like it really wasn't so. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. Now, you and I cringe when we read the story of those who tried to hide or obscure what happened, but we rejoice in the victory through Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. over the forces of evil, because that's exactly what it is. Agreed? Now, we talked about on Good Friday how at every step that Jesus took, Satan was right there. Right? Every Every step that he took under the cross, every step he took toward the accusations, Mm -hmm. every swing of the whip, Mm -hmm. every strike of the hammer, Satan was right there. "Ah." Mm -hmm. Do we know that? Of course we do. But Jesus just defeated him right there, right, Amen. right. There's a scene in a. Anybody remember the hockey movie called Youngblood? Remember that? Yeah. Some of you do. Some of you, those of you who don't, you ought to watch it. Uh, some of you are probably too young to have heard of it, and some of you are probably not hockey fans. Mm-hmm. But I personally am a hockey fan, and uh, for a variety of reasons, not just because of the fighting. <laughs> okay, people say that's not true, but but here's but here's the thing. This young rookie is faster than the, than the bully, the bruiser. And the bruiser, you know, well, he scores a goal, and the bruiser lays him out. And he says, yeah, but look where the puck's at. Now he has, has some more colorful words with it, but he says, look where the puck's at. And I think about that a lot, you know. Satan does that to people all the time. He will bruise you, knock on you, mess with you, but all you have to say is, look where the puck's at, man. Okay? Right. That's going to bring new meaning, I think. Right? But isn't that true we win right we score we're in not you us we have it and I love that part because he can't do anything about it and so an even greater attempt is being made against the resurrection even today do you see that people are trying to obscure the fact that Jesus rose from the dead but it's impossible to deny the fact that he lives so it inst- it's insanity to me to pretend that the resurrection didn't occur. All right, now. And yet, that's exactly what we're doing. And so, Satan and his goons have unleashed another attack. Now, you've probably never heard, you know, demons called goons before. But, you know, yes. I tell things like they are. Oh, yeah. So, this one is to try and obscure the entire meaning of his resurrection. Therefore, I think that the status quo has changed. And so, let me let me explain that. When most people think of Easter, they think in terms of Easter eggs and bunnies and candy and new clothes. Go ahead. You know how I know that? Go, go into any store in America. <laughs> Big time. And right at the beginning of the store when you walk in or a section of it, there's way more with that than there is anything to do with the religious end of it. Amen. It's a fact. That's right. It's been going on for quite a while. That's right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Some people have no idea about the religious part of it. Zero. That's right. I know that because the same is true at Christmas. Yeah. When when kids come into the church at Christmas time, a lot of times they, they, they don't know any of the Christmas songs. They know none of them. But they know Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red News Reindeer. So they know those things. That's all they know. And I'll bet you kids know, here comes Peter Cottontail too. Mm-hmm. Now. But I bet they don't know anything about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what Easter is all about. That's, it. that's what it is but that's not what we think of now this is I think some people think it's a denial it's probably not it's not a denial of the resurrection mm-hmm. but I think it is a diversion mm-hmm. right it is a diversion oh, yeah. and who do you thinks behind that well, now I'm not really mm-hmm. it's not just good marketing okay oh, yeah. even a greater attempt is being made against the resurrection today it's impossible to deny that he's alive it, it, it's the truth but the excitement my friends that the average child experiences at easter is not founded in the fact that jesus rose from the dead All right. but rather in, in the expectation of an easter basket an egg hunt or some new clothes or maybe a visit to grandma and grandpa's house and then there's what I call the commercial preparation. Easter is one of the most lucrative times of the year for manufacturers and merchants. Amen. It absolutely is. Right. Candy, toy, and clothing sales rise as people try to keep up with their friends and their neighbors by providing the best gifts for their children right. and the most fashionable clothing for their entire family. Right. I wanted to say keep up with the Joneses, but I might have a Jones visiting, so I didn't. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Okay? So... Is a resurrection being denied? No, not necessarily. But uh, is it obscured? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's absolutely obscured. Mm-hmm. And so you can see that Easter and get this, friends. And this is this is your hook. This is what you're going to remember. I try to give you one. Mm-hmm. Easter has become a holiday mm-hmm. instead of a holy day. Amen. That's true. Very true. It, it just hit me. It's become a holiday instead of a holy day. But to ancient Christendom. Easter was the holy day that celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but Easter now has become a long holiday weekend because the holy day has indeed become a holiday. And lastly, um, the real purpose of the resurrection. I think we have to look at that. You're stunned that I'm nearly done, aren't you? You're, you're floored. I mean, what time is it, anyway? Wow! Wow! You don't believe me, do you, Shelley? No, she doesn't believe me. We'll see. <laughs> the real purpose of the resurrection. First of all, the authority of Christ. That's the that's the purpose. The main purpose was to reveal the authority of Jesus Christ. He conquered death by his release from the grave. And his victory over death. His resurrection validated all of his teaching while he, he was on the earth. And that, friends that we have to see that. Yes. Every bit of it was there. Yes. That's right. Then we have to look at another purpose, which was the salvation of humanity. Mm-hmm. And aren't you grateful for that one? Amen. 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 The resurrection gives dignity and worth to humanity, I think. Humanity, you know, is is humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I you know here when you're younger, you don't you don't realize what being human is when you're younger. You do when you want a free pass for screwing up. When you're younger, you want that. That, you'll claim human then. But other than that, you don't. You think you're superhuman. And then you get a little bit older, and you try to keep playing softball, and you find out bad idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> stuff hurts that you didn't know you had, right? You, you Listen, when you get in your 50s, and maybe for some of you it was before that, yes. you know, and I don't want to hear any you 80-year-olds tell me oh, I'm a pup. I don't want to hear that stuff. It still hurts, I'm telling you. OK? And so you crawl out of bed, and you've done nothing, and you hurt. <laughs> Anybody experienced that lately? And I'm thinking, but I didn't do anything, right? And and, and my wife will say, where is does it hurt? And I'm like, I don't know, right? Who's experienced that? Anybody? Yeah. Well, you know what? If you don't have your hand up, <laughs> your day's coming. <laughs> but humanity doesn't understand. They're human. You think you're superhuman, so you'll do everything, everything and anything. And you don't fear anything, right? But then you get a little bit older, and you're like, eh. Uh, my daughter uh, lives in California, and I, I was talking to her the other day, and she said, Dad, are you still popping wheelies on your motorcycle? I'm like, no. No, no, no. Harleys don't do well with wheelies, but the Kawasaki, I did it all the time. I, used to, I could pop a wheelie and go a quarter mile down the street with it. And that's a, that's, that's a feat, because too much power, and you're on your back. Not enough power, and you lose the, lose the wheelie, you know? But I used to do that, and now I think I was, are you, are you mad have you lost your ever loving mind, right? Well, yeah. And 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 the congregation is split into two categories. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> that was crazy, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, this is this is who we are. Yeah. Humanity is humanity, mm-hmm. and I don't know that we'll ever get a handle on what humanity really is. You know. All right now. But but I'll tell you what 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 it is in my ex- expectation. Yeah. We are faced with extreme limitations, mm-hmm. and our life is temporary. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> and the older you get, the more realization starts to file in. Anybody figure that out? You're right. So when humanity received eternal life by accepting the resurrected Christ as their Savior, these limitations of time and space were eliminated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right? Love that. That's right. Now, I don't think I'm going to be playing softball in heaven. Mm-hmm. But I do think that I'm not going to ail anymore. I don't think I have to worry about no. No. stuff hurting, or right? or Because the Bible says n- there'll be no more death, no. No. be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more aches and pain, none of that stuff, no. right? So I'm grateful for that. It's just long living, yeah? yeah? Yes. Yes. And just because Jesus did it. Now I'm trying to be as basic and easy to understand as I can be here today, because that's the truth, my friends. But here's the last thing that I think is part of the purpose It's the determination of our destiny mm-hmm. and, and this is the big one for me because i'm telling your friends i lived a long time of my in my life think i didn't need christ oh, did anybody ever do that come on god. be honest who did that who thought you didn't need christ you're still doing it you know how i know it because here here because because i still do it mm-hmm. sometimes here because i think god you take care of the big stuff and little stuff oh, i got that stuff who, who does that anybody you, come on you guys you, sir. You, sir. you're doing it you you're doing it okay mm-hmm. because you don't want to mess you don't want to mess up his day you know over the little things that you know you can handle right mm-hmm. I mean that's what you tell yourself mm-hmm. it ain't worth going to God for nobody in here ever said that <laughs> every day huh but your destiny friends is up to you he's made the way for you mm-hmm. see at one time there wasn't no, there was only but one destiny for humankind it was. and now there are two destinies and yeah and if you're not a Christian you won't understand it yes. but if you are you absolutely understand it the resurrection of Christ actually determines yes. the destiny of humanity yes. it's I'm a thinking. simple fact my friends because Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I, I I, don't know what to do with that other than accept it for what it is. If I'm doing things in my own human ability, if if I'm just going to live life and say, Well, you know, I got this so many years and then death comes and that's it. Well, then that's really it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ and live for him, then I can have eternity. Right. Uh, right. A number of years ago, I pastored a church in Decatur, Indiana. And uh, I was good friends with all the funeral directors up there. And, of course, you know, as a pastor, you, you get to know them, mm-hmm. especially in a smaller town. Right. And uh, and I remember this. I won't tell you who it is. You might know, it, know who it is. Yeah. Um, but he might be listening. <laughs> but anyway... Um, <laughs> he, he said to me, he wasn't a Christian. He said, well, you know, death is death, and it comes to all. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, I said, how sad. Mm-hmm. He said, well, man, you've worked in a funeral home, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, I do know. Mm-hmm. And I know what I see, mm-hmm. but I know what I hope in. That's right, yeah. Two different that's things. Two right. different yeah. things. man. you know, and, and uh, I guess if that's all I had to look forward to, well, life wouldn't mean a lot. Right. And he looked at me for a minute, he goes, you really believe that, don't you? And I go, huh. <laughs> I know it. Mm -hmm. So can you? He said, "Well, you are a minister." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but you should ask the question, why? Mm -hmm. I mean, I quit. I quit a pretty big job Mm -hmm. in the city of Chicago, making buku money. Mm -hmm. You know, as executive vice president of a billion-dollar printing corporation. Mm -hmm. Mm Okay, seventy-eight percent pay cut to seventeen-five a year. This is no lie. I'm gonna tell you. This is a fact. When I told my company president I was leaving, and she said to do what? She thought I got headhunted. She thought I was going to a rival. And I said, I'm gonna be. I'm going in a full-time Christian ministry. She said, Hold that thought. And she started going through a Rolodex. And she said, Here, call this guy. You need a CAT scan. (laughs) She told me. She said that to me. And you know, I I think the world would say, Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, nobody making over six figures a year would drop to seventeen five to go into full-time Christian ministry, unless they were called. <laughs> unless Jesus said, "Come on, you just you just got to sort of go when He says come on.'" Right? You 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 do. You don't worry about. And I called my wife and I said, "I said, hey babe," because I was looking out over uh, uh, South Michigan Street in Chicago, and I said, "In my office, I said, uh, hey." I'm done. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, you're coming home early today. Mm-hmm. I said, you don't understand. I'm done. All right. God called God called me. I feel like the Lord has called me into full-time Christian ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like this pause. And she said, we just built a brand new home. I said, huh? Mm-hmm. You just bought a Cadillac. I said, huh? And she said, what will we do? Where will we go? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know. But if God's in it, if he can bring us to it, he'll take us through it. It And you know what she said? All right, I'm with you. All right, amen, amen. Hmm. I pastored three churches since then. The fourth, if you had Mecca. And you know what, friends? I've never been sorry one day in my life. Now, I've quit being a pastor several times (laughs) in my mind. But I've never been sorry that I followed the Lord. And sometimes I don't know where the Lord is leading me. Have you ever, have you ever felt like you don't know? And you're, here's what you tell God. You know, God, if, I, if you could just give me a hint as to where we're going, maybe I could buy into it, you know. Yes. Has anybody ever thought that? Yes. Right? Yes, and I'm thinking, okay. It, but see, it doesn't work that way with God. And I, I look at the priest, you know, uh, and when Joshua was leading him into the promised land. There's the Jordan, you know. Right. And Joshua said, hey, hey, guys. Picked, picked up that ark you know uh, and, and and go you know let, cross the river and the priest went <laughs> look at each other right well are you gonna do some of that Moses thing you know are mm-hmm. you, you, you know you gonna do something oh, yeah. yeah well I don't know what it was but, you know I'm just I'm guessing <laughs> do something all right. all you do and you know but the bible is recording that but I'll bet you somewhere somebody thought huh. <laughs> all right now. but the Bible says they picked up the ark And the waters didn't part until they, yeah. To me, that's where it's all at. And I got to think of that sometimes. I got to think, you know, you just got to do it, yeah? Because when God calls, you go. And so I began to think about that more and more. And I thought, you know, as individuals associate themselves with the living and resurrected Christ, they're given a new life. And this one's forever. Old things are passed away, and all things become new. But you'll never know until you take that step. And then you'll never know where you're going with Christ until you take the step. I think that we have robbed ourselves of blessings because we refuse to blindly follow him sometimes. Yeah. And to me, a lot of factual things here, looking at different people, but there's only really one message. And for me, this is an excellent time to reconsider your opinion about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a simple fact characterized by the worldly trimmings of eggs and bunnies and new clothes. And those things are fine. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt at my house today, I'm telling you. I'd love to watch my grandkids run over creation doing it. And I've got 12 and 13 on the way, and I'm hoping for more than that. I got one boy that's got to get on a stick here pretty quick. But 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 I'll tell you friends it's expensive <laughs> it is. It is. it's expensive but it's well worth it right uh, how did Curtis Mathis say it uh, the most expensive television America, and darn well worth it remember that Amen. well grandkids are more expensive than Curtis Mathis but uh, but I'll tell you what I do know I enjoy the things that we have from it I, I do but we can't lose sight of what it is see, see that's right and to watch those kids up here they believe it man Why? Because they're taught it. Hey, it's not our job in the church to teach them that. It's your job at home to teach them that. It's our job to reinforce it, you know. You see? But we've got it backwards somehow. That's what's wrong. If we teach it in the home, we're going to reinforce it here. Every church is going to reinforce it, and that's what it's for. But unfortunately, we get a lot of kids that come in. And our children's ministry director and our children's people will tell you, they don't have a clue. They have no idea. Even in school, we used to sing those songs and do those things. You can't anymore. Mm -hmm. Because the world is scared to death Mm -hmm. and it hates Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, we talked about that Friday night too. They hated him so badly, they would have done anything Mm -hmm. to destroy him. Mm -hmm. And I I, I think think the enemy still hates him so badly. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get the world to hate him so badly. Mm That they will do anything mm-hmm. to take him out of everything. That's right. Because that's where we are living. Mm-hmm. Friends, we, we, we've got to get beyond the eggs and the bunnies and the clothes. Mm-hmm. Because it's a moving force that's caused us to know beyond a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. that you too have been conquered. Mm-hmm. You've been conquered yes. by him. Mm-hmm. And because you've been conquered by him, mm-hmm. you've conquered death. All right. Man. So, when my day comes, I know where I'm going. There's no doubt in my mind where I'm going. And everybody in here can know that today. Everybody listening? Everybody listening? You can, you can know. So, it's up to you. Make your choice. But make it soon. Because if you don't, the wrong one's going to be made for you. And that's the truth, my friends. And as our worship team comes, I really am done, Charlie. Are you shy? I really am. As our worship team comes, friends... Uh, I want to, again, thank you. Scotty, go ahead. I want to, uh, again, thank you for being here. Uh, how many of you are visitors today? Oh, wait, we're not going to call you out. Just let me see. You're not a visitor. <laughs> you visit You visit a lot, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you're a visitor, listen, I don't know where you attend. I'm not, I, don't, I don't steal people from churches. Okay? But if if you don't have a church or you're not happy where you are, you're always welcome here. Uh, I look at it this way. Uh, we may not be the church for everybody, but we're a pretty good one. And so, uh, you know, you, you come and try us out. And uh, one thing's for certain, you'll hear the truth here. That's right. And uh, we have lots of things, as Pastor Jonathan said on the video, we have lots of uh, things available to you. Um, we, we do lots of things together. Um, and the one thing that I find in our church that we have, we love one another. Right. And what I noticed today, um, I, without besides the hard reset, that's our mantra this year, hard reset. Uh, we're going to reset and get back to the basics of Christianity. All right, because we saw what the devil tried to do in 2020. And so we're, we're going to reset and put our eyes where they belong. Uh, and so in that, uh, when I was up here, um, we're going to have communion here in a second. Um, and, uh, and I almost forgot that, by the way. Uh, but yeah, so worship team, you can you can stand down. I'm sorry. All right, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do communion. We got Loretta. Um, isn't that terrible? See, age. I'm telling you, you heavens. Hey, uh, but but here's here's the thing. When I was when I was sitting down here and I looked up, every member of our worship team had the broadest smile. Man, you you, you can't put a price on that. Thanks for listening to the Free Life Community Church Podcast. For more great, biblically sound teaching, visit freelifecc.com.